Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. Hope everybody had a good day today. Uh, going to cover a couple bases here today. Our overbought uh, pause, our September pause, continues to be in effect here. Uh, and uh, you look, September is the worst month of the year for a reason. This is not a great time to be an investor. Uh, going back to what, 19. Well, SP 500 became a thing in 1954. Prior to that, you got to go back to the Dow Jones back to 1926. September has been the worst month of the year going back a long ways. And uh, so, you know, look, this is, uh, this is when people tend to get nervous. People remember what happened last year. We had a 10% correction last year. And as we reminded our, our, uh, our subscribers this morning, you know, um, we've made the uh, analogy of this bull market. This is a melt-up bull market in our view. It's got a long, long ways to go. And uh, years to go. And reminds me of the early-ish stages of the 1995 to 2000 melt-up. We've talked about it a lot here. And there's a lot of interesting analogies. There are some things that are happening now that didn't happen then. Like we didn't have $32 trillion in global fiscal and monetary stimulus in 1995 to 2000 driving prices higher. So I think people are looking at this market really, really backwards. Uh, because if that melt-up can take place, and there are so many similarities, but if that dot-com melt-up can take place, when well now these technologies have come full circle, now we're seeing revolutionary change happen across so many different areas of the economy, a fourth industrial revolution, where machines are basically teaching machines and, and communicating with machines. This is, again, this is where... You know, we could see over the next decade or so some extraordinary events take place that people right now don't have on the radar. Remember, until about a year before email took place, no one even knew what it was. It just happened. Like, what? What, what is this? Uh, I remember the first email I sent from my office, and like, we were just, we could not believe we were communicating with somebody in New York from Houston. And uh, it was just kind of a stunning thing to do. But it came out of nowhere. The point that I'm making is, this is that kind of a setup. We're very excited about it. There's a lot of risk, of course, that comes with it, but far more upside. But the point I'm trying to make here is that even during the 1995 to 2000 melt-up, with the NASDAQ rose 575% over five years, if you average it out, just pure average, not compounded, a pure average return per year, 115% per year in the NASDAQ. So it was pretty crazy. Uh, I, remember, I remember it pretty well. Uh, but... Uh, you know, even then, there were multiple painful corrections. Um, I'll give you four of them. In mid-96, we had a, an almost 20% correction in the NASDAQ. Uh, in early 97, just six months after that, we had a 15% correction. Then, seven months after that, we had another 16% correction. We had two 10% corrections inside of nine months. I mean, these are, these are, these are painful. And you got to remember... If NASDAQ is falling by 10 to 15 to 20%, that's the index. That means the, the average stock, stocks that we, you, you and I would own, individual stocks, they were getting hit 30 and 40%. So we're talking about real pain in the best bull market ever. And I haven't even talked about the worst decline. Uh, that happened in, uh, in mid-98, where NASDAQ fell 32% over four months. That's a bear market. On steroids in four months, not all that much different, not quite as compressed, 
Not all that much different than what we saw with coronavirus insanity. 39% in five weeks, right? Uh, so uh, again, if the NASDAQ was down 32% in 1990, late 1998, the average stock, you're looking at what losses well over 50%. So you can have these amazing bull markets like the one we're in now and still have really painful corrections. And I think it's important that people understand that. And that's why we have uh, here at the VRA, that's why we use our VRA investing system. That's why every investor should have a system that they use and they're disciplined to it. Because trees don't grow to the sky overnight, right? This market's not going to go straight up. It's just not going to happen. And when investors tend to get uh, complacent, uh, a little bit lazy, of course, that's happened. We expect stocks to go up now every day. Uh, then this is when you have your biggest shakeouts because Mr. Market is a st- sadistic mofo. And he lives to, to, to make the, the largest amount of investors experience the most amount of pain in the shortest period of time. That's, his, that's Mr. Market's primary goal. So have a system. Uh, you, you, what you don't want to do is be buying at the top, selling at the bottom. That is human nature. <laughs> You're supposed to buy low, sell high, not the other way around. And again, the bigger picture here is we're in September. The market's hit extreme overbought. Now we're having a sell-off. Sometimes these take on a life of their own. Uh, we wouldn't be surprised to see it continue for a while. But I also have to tell you what happened today in the internals, which were, wow. I mean, this is, we don't see this a whole lot. It was the Dow, let me tell you about the markets first. We've got a lot to cover today. Dow Jones down 151 points at 34,879. SP 500 was down at almost exactly the same percentage amount, down 4 cents to 1% as well, uh, to 44.93. NASDAQ today was down 38 points at 15,248. And Rust 2000 un, really finished unchanged on the day. Uh, and we, we like uh, R2K going to year end. The 10 year yield back down below 1.3%. As you know, we believe uh, rates will continue to plummet. Uh, we're going to have we're going to have more QE and stimulus, not less, uh, both here and in the ECB. This is our new market. This is financial engineering of our modern era, and um, and it's not going to change because if it ever if they ever try to stop it, the whole thing the whole thing's a house of cards that falls apart. And so as long as they keep printing, 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 and buying, 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 monetizing our own debt and printing currency to buy it, fiat currency, as long as they keep doing that then this game will continue. Uh, it's, it's completely up to them, really. Uh, and if that sounds like a, like, a, like a risky card game to you, then do what we're doing. Do what we're doing. Take 20% of your profits every year from the stock market, buy gold, silver, and Bitcoin, physical gold and silver and Bitcoin, or your favorite cryptocurrency, and, and in real estate, you know, and, uh, and that way you have hard, real assets to show with your gains from the stock market. We think that's the, that's the smart game plan looking forward over the next five years. Um, VIX today also was up about 5%. Not a lot there. VIX is 18.8. Still highly elevated. Folks, we're two days away from all-time highs here. And the VIX is still at 19. Okay? Uh, the VIX traded between 9 and 12 for about four years. Right? So, again, this is a lot of risk. is still built into this market. People are still very afraid. That is not how bull markets top. Uh, but... Um, uh, let me tell you what happened in the internals today, because this is really, I think, what's so important. And the internals and send them, of course, a big, big part of our VR investing system. But listen to these numbers today. And remember, the Dow Jones down 151 points, okay? Both Dow and SP 500 down better than four tenths of 1%. Not, not small losses, right? I mean, not big, but not small either. 
So how is it that the internals were positive across the board? I mean, this is very good to see. Two to one volume on NASDAQ positive. Um, uh, volume NYSE was uh, was was uh, not 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 two to one. We'll call it one point four to one positive. But again, positive, right? With the with the markets down this much, uh, advanced decline again. Po- not not big positive across the board, but positive across the board. And then the new fifty two highs and lows came in about one hundred and ninety new fifty two week highs to just eighty new fifty two week lows. So this is the kind of um, juxtaposition that you want to see. In the internals, when the market's getting hit, this is a bullish confirm bullish non confirmation, as you would probably call it. Uh, but is a is a conf- it's, it's a it's a bearish non confirmation, and it's a bullish event. <laughs> to put it simply, to see the internals do what they did today uh, in the face of a market that's getting hit, this makes us pretty bullish. We also like the way a couple of sectors are setting up. We like the way housing is starting to look here a, a great deal. We maybe act on that and housing and the housing play in the VRA here like in the next uh, day or so. Uh, it looks fantastic just on the chart. It's hitting all the right buttons for us on our VRA investing system. And then we just, you know, we're salivating really to be able to jump back into semiconductors and the small caps for their end of year rally. Uh, we're just, we're just going to be a little more patient. We've raised cash of late. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna wait just a little bit longer. Um, and our sector watch today. Uh, again, nothing huge here. Uh, seven sectors finished lower. Five, uh, four finished higher. Downside was real estate down two percent. Healthcare down one percent. Uh, financials are up a quarter of a percent. Energy up a tenth of a percent. Uh, kind of quiet everywhere else. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention today, and I have to talk about this a little bit, um, is coronavirus because. It's just bizarre. Now, Biden is dropping the hammer. If you work for a public organization, a, a public, you know, if you work for the government, essentially, they're mandating, forcing you uh, to get these jabs. And, um, you know, it's just, it's very interesting because the mainstream media, of course, isn't talking about this. But, you know, here we have in Great Britain, which is, Great Britain is, I want to, it's, it's like, it's not like, it is. It's 89% vaccinated, okay? 89% throughout Great Britain. But their death totals are at the highest level they've been at, and they're climbing rapidly. Like, uh, 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 through the UK, you look at the chart of this, and I've got it in front of me. I actually tweeted it out earlier. Uh, you see a chart. If, you were a, if this was a stock, you, you would buy it. This stock is going parabolic. That's what death totals are happening in the UK. But almost everybody is vaccinated. So you got to, you, know, you would think some some curious people would start asking the questions. How is this possible? And what's interesting to me is that some of the biggest advocates, matter of fact, I think most of the biggest advocates of these vaccines, they seem to just really be on board with this. But they're the same people that only buy organic foods, and they're really careful about what they put in their body. So here we have these brand new vaccines, hot off the shelf, didn't even go through FDA approval process, which is a multi-year process, right? Um, we know that they've got a lot of issues from the various reports. Those aren't being reported. Look at what's happening again in the UK. Uh, look at what's happening here in the US. We're seeing hospital after hospital uh, report that a higher and higher percentage of people in hospitalized and dying have been fully vaccinated. Something's wrong here, folks. But where, where's, the, where's the curiosity, right? Why isn't everybody, and I think a lot of people are, by the way, 
but you see a lot of supporters of this that seem to be fully behind these vaccines and just going along with it, going along to get along, or, you know, maybe they want to keep in their job. Is that important to them? And I understand that. It's a personal choice. But what seems to be no one's talking about is the reality of these vaccines, that they have no, the, the, there is no manufacturer liability for Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca. These companies have zero liability. They've been excluded from having, they can't be sued and lose money. Why does that matter? Well, Pfizer has had a total so far, and this is, remember, Pfizer's a major player, big pharma, so they kind of own the FDA to some extent, but they've still been fined $4.7 billion for false claims, drug and medical equipment safety violations, off-label promotion, corrupt practices, kickbacks, and bribery. That's Pfizer, $4.7 billion. Moderna. Moderna has never brought a vaccine to market since its founding, despite having nine vaccine candidates. We're talking a period of over 20 years. None of their nine vaccine candidates have made it through phase three clinical trials. Johnson & Johnson. They've been named in hundreds of thousands of lawsuits the, 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 the total they've settled for, so many of these have been under the table settlements, you don't really know. We're talking well into the billions, obviously. You might remember the asbestos issue, asbestos contaminated baby powder. Uh, you might remember a lot more of these. I won't go, I've got a whole a laundry list of them here. But again, that's Johnson Johnson. And then AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca has already been suspended by two dozen European countries due to severe lethal adverse reactions and blood clots. You've heard these stories. So, and now they tell you if you're vaccinated, remember to wear a mask and socially distance because you can still spread coronavirus. So, you know, uh, we, uh, we don't like to bend the knee here. We're, we're not, by we, I, I mean me. I'll speak for no one else. I'm not, the harder the government pushes at me, the harder I want to push back. And I'm not going to take a knee on this. I will never get this vaccination. And I might have at one point. If they'd called this a therapeutic, call it what it is, right? I've had coronavirus. I've got the antibodies. Why in God's name would I ever, right? We've had 100 million people in this country that have had coronavirus. Why would any of them, any of them get vaccinated? What sense? That makes no sense. Scientifically, it's anti-science, right? Because study after study has shown that if you have the natural immunity, if you have the antibodies, it's about 13 times stronger than the vaccine itself. Why aren't companies accepting that? information, right? Why isn't the government saying, if you've had coronavirus, you don't have to get the vaccine, you are golden for life, probably, you know? Most doctors are saying at least for many, many years. But again, these are the kind of things, because they're not being addressed, that make people like me kind of go, right, that's odd. That doesn't make sense. When you hear things over and over and over that just don't make sense, you start to understand there's something else going on here, folks. There's something else. We all know it. We all suspect it. And um, it's time that we, uh, as, as you've heard me say many times now, we got to take our country back beginning with the midterms next year. we got to get real Republicans in office, not these fake rhinos. we got to get real America first Republicans that will actually get in there and make a difference. Uh, and Trump was kind of a, a, a man on an island by himself trying to do it. And, and God bless the man. You know, he did everything, but everything he could do and then some. Uh, but now it's time for the rest of us to step up. Make sure your voice is heard, man. You know, um, I'd like to think that, you know, if you need me, I'm going to be there for you. And we are the majority. Uh, we should be there for each other. 
uh, let's get let's just survive in the next year before we can all be depopulated out of uh, existence by the uh, Great Reset. And let's take our country back first with the midterms. It's going to be a blowout unless they find a way to rig this election too, these elections too, and then get a, a, a another strong like um, well everybody loves uh, Florida's governor, right? DeSantos, and he the guy. Uh, but anyway, we'll take it one step at a time, folks. All right, let's take it our commodity watch today, and then we'll wrap the call up here. Um, quiet day. Gold today up two dollars an ounce, seventeen ninety six. Silver up four cents an ounce at twenty four oh nine. Copper up four cents a pound at four twenty nine. Oil today uh, was um, down a dollar thirty six a barrel. It was up a uh, big yesterday. It was down today sixty eight bucks. We'll call it. Uh, natural gas, which was up almost 80% yesterday, up another 1.8% today, been on fire. Energy stocks are actually up a little bit today. Uh, Bitcoin today, uh, right now up 339 at, uh, is that right, 40? We'll call it 46,000 because I know that's where the 50, uh, the 200-day moving average is. It's held that level. Um, we wrote about it today. Not going to get into it here, but this is an important level. And Bitcoin also has a golden cross coming up. It's going to happen in the next few days where the 50-day crosses over the 200-day moving average. It's a highly bullish event. High probability move higher on golden crosses with a rising 200-day moving average. And that's all in place here with Bitcoin. So uh, if they can they get their SEC issues behind them, which uh, as it applies to whether or not Bitcoin is a – or cryptos are a, a security, uh, then uh, I think uh, Bitcoin's got smooth selling up ahead. If not, you know, uh, maybe a little further weakness below the 200-day uh, before we look to act act aggressively there. Okay, folks, as always, appreciate you joining us. Hope you had a really good day. Uh, again, my name is Kip Harridge. We'd love to have you come join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.